This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I'm so happy to have you tune in to this episode with our special guest, Nakia Warren. I am so happy to have her in this evening to give us all the exciting news and a weekend wrap-up. So, uh, Nakia, welcome to Wolfpack Radio. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing much, much better. Uh, I, for y'all that don't know, I broke my toe, so I've been crying like a little oh, baby all week. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I think, on. Uh, I think Daniel, yeah, it's doing a whole lot better. Uh, I think Daniel might be calling in in just a little while. I'm not sure. And uh, uh, But if he does, I'll just cut him in. But so what's going on with you? Um, Not too much. Just trying to, um, well, not, not a lot and a lot. <laughs> I'm just trying to um, figure out as much information as I can at, with this Arizona scandal. With the corruption. Well, um, tell us all about it. Every- so um, for I'm sure most people know by now, but maybe not because they are doing a pretty good job at trying to um, keep this story suppressed and censored. So there was explosive testimony at a hearing last week in Arizona. And what you have to keep in mind is that these people – do not have any political affiliation. Uh, they've always been independent, or at least um, the lady Jacqueline Berger who testified has. And she was there giving a report for her boss, who is John Thaler. And he is um, out of Thaler and Terrace Law Firm in Arizona. So back in, I do believe it was like 2014, it may have been earlier than that, they were asked to investigate um, some city officials by Ducey, the governor, um, for money laundering or and racketeering. And so they did those investigations and presented all the evidence to the governor at the time, and those people have since been prosecuted and jailed and whatnot. So when they were doing something, the way I understand it is they had gone back into this case file to um, look for something else, for some other information. And upon going into those files, the other partner, whose name is Harris, I can't think of his first name, um, but anyway, Harris, he sees his wife, his new wife's name in these documents. So he starts looking at more and more documents, and he keeps seeing his wife, Brittany, keeps seeing her name appear. So when he takes this to her, and he's like, what's going on? Like, why are you in these documents? Well, come to find out, um, she's part of a racketeering ring in Arizona. And the she wife is, is the person who, racketeering. Oh, the wife is the she's one part, that's involved in it? Yes, yes, his wife. Ooh, this wife. is some good tea oh, here. Cool. Yeah, this is some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, his new wife. Um, is involved in this racketeering ring that is operated by the Sinaola cartel. Yes. 
So this money laundering, racketeering ring is all because of the Sinaola cartel. So she tells her husband what is going on, and what she does is she works on the back end. So she works with um, deeds and trust and pretty much setting up these ghost transactions, if you will, um, that are getting people paid without any money actually touching hands because they're doing it in the form of property. So they're doing these sales on these ghost property to make it look like something appears, but it actually doesn't. And so she's the person who was doing a lot of those documents. And it's crazy because not only are they doing those kind of deeds and trust documents, but they're also doing um, summary judgments, defaults. They are changing custody orders. They're making fraudulent um, child support orders. They are giving people fake bar licenses, also medical licenses. They, they pretty much can do anything, and they are said to be infiltrated into every branch of state and government computer system. So they can go in, change what they want, do what they want. And uh, it's been going on since the, since the late 80s, early 90s is how far they've traced it back so far. But what was, why this is getting so much attention is because of Katie Hobbs, uh, in my opinion. I was just going to say, I bet it was Katie Hobbs involved in it. So because, you know, I say illegitimate uh, governor of um, Arizona because everybody knows she did not win. But her and her husband are implicated in this racketeering money laundering scheme. So in the past 10 years, Katie Hobbs and her husband have purchased a new home every two years. Oh, my God. I haven't heard any of this. Okay, I haven't heard any of this. My mouth is just literally hitting the floor. I mean, and then I pick it up, and then you drop another bomb. It's like, what? Sure, this is juicy stuff here. I had people from Arizona reach out to me saying that they hadn't heard anything about this. That's because they are trying to keep it suppressed and keep it out of the, you know, purview of the public uh, the best the best they can. And they are trying to shut well, it down. We that. <laughs> we were in that. <laughs> right. So well, I, I say mean, worldwide, right? So here's the thing. The way that they have – here, the way that this information has been collected, there's no way to dispute it if you are on the receiving end because it's there in paperwork written black and white in these legal documents, and there's, there's so much proof. So the attorney, John Saylor, he is actually in hiding right now. So he's given some phone interviews, but no one knows his whereabouts or his location because he has had six attempts on his life. So that's why Jacqueline Berger, yeah, Jacqueline Berger went to court for him, or not court, but went to this hearing, and she's the one who gave the information because he's in hiding because he's had attempts on his life six times. So... It, 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 the story just keeps getting crazier and crazier, and when you hear all the people that are involved, it's it's not surprising to me. I get it. But for a lot of people, they're like, I can't believe that the judiciary and, um, you know, all these elected officials would be so corrupted. But they are. They're bought and they're paid for. 
Right. So what happens is she has been doing fraudulent deeds and trust on home purchases to basically aid in the assistance of um, money laundering. And it's interesting because, you know, the first thing she did when she was illegitimately elected governor is remove all the shipping containers and do anything that would prevent that border from being closed. So why is that? You know what I mean? Here's the thing. They have her – they've had experts already look at this – like look at handwriting analysis and everything. They have one of the best um, handwriting experts um, in the U.S who has forensically looked at these documents. And even though in some of them she tries to change her signature, there's the characteristics that are the same. And it's crazy because California and New Mexico, who are also tied up with this racketeering and this money laundering scheme, um, they have actually used this same report to change their law and to prosecute people. So there is a lot of validity in the report. Um, governor of New Mexico, you know, they've come, he's come out and said that he talked about the cartels and how they were involved and how this report really helped and shed light on everything and vouched for all of this. So it, it's pretty crazy, but they're already trying to debunk it on everything. So just to give you an idea of how bad the corruption is, before I go into anything else, I'm just going to tell you a list of names. Now, this is a report that was included in the report that will be available soon, or it's supposed to be available soon, um, but it hasn't been released yet. And it's funny because at the hearing, it's pretty wild. At the hearing, when I was watching this public hearing that took place, you could see the sheer panic on some of the elected officials' faces. So when she starts, not being Jacqueline Berger, when she starts, hold on. sorry about that. When she starts going over the list of names and all the areas in the judiciary where people are involved, all hell broke loose. <laughs> uh, an elected official, um, his last name is Barrett, Mr. Barrett is what they were calling him. He starts yelling, point of order, point, point of order. This, although explosive, this kind of testimony is not warranted in this forum, and he is freaking out. So they try to stop her, and they do stop her from saying any of the names, um, from releasing any more information, and basically tell her to wrap up her um, testimony because they don't have time to hear it is what they said for the most part. And it's interesting because the first question that they asked her when she was finished was, how many people have you given this report to? So this woman just gives explosive testimony, you know, with all of these elected officials and branches of government and the police department and the secret police departments that are working to cover up this fraud and manipulation on the public and working for the Sinola Sinaola cartel, and the first thing they ask her is, how many people have you given this report to? Who has seen this report? 
Well, to me, that seems like a very odd question to ask when someone gives that kind of testimony. Like that, that why would that be your first question unless you're worried about something? So most of the panel, <laughs> they're on there and they're like petrified. And then there were a few people on the panel that were like, you are a very brave woman. You know, thank you for giving us this information. And even though the testimony might be explosive, I think that the public has a right to know. And, uh, yeah, they are trying to stop it from coming out. So just to give you an idea of some of these officials, in Arizona, so these are, this is according to the report, elected and appointed officials with falsified deeds. So you have Alicia Lawler, she's a judge in Mesa Municipal Court, Alicia White, who is a city councilwoman. You also have David Luna, he is a city councilman in Mesa. So all these people so far are in Mesa, Arizona. You have Francisco Heredia, city councilman, Jean Duff, councilman, Joseph Lisciano, he's a city auditor. You have Kevin Thompson, who's a councilman, Mark Freeman, city councilman. You have John Giles, who is the mayor in Mesa, um, Jim Smith, who is a city attorney, Paul Hawkins, who is a city prosecutor. You have Ryan Wimmer, who is the treasurer, Mesa, still. Uh, Sabrina DeCosta, a Travis Coltwright, chief information officer. Um, you have John P. John P. Tax, who is a presiding judge in Mesa. Now, mind you, these are all the people who have these fraudulent deeds, and not only that, obviously they have taken bribes from the cartel. So then you also have David M. Cutchin, who is a presiding judge, and he's in Gilbert, Arizona. Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, now Governor of Arizona. Adrian Fontes, he's the recorder and the Secretary of State in Maricopa County. Kristen Sinema, who is a U.S. Senator. You have Ruben Gallego, uh, Congressman of the 3rd Congressional District. Ben Toma, Speaker of the House in Arizona, House of Representatives. Robert Runbeck who is president of the Runback Elections. And you also have Jeff Ellington, who is the COO of Runback and COO of um, operations in Phoenix, which that's interesting too, because right there, that's a conflict of interest. Because you have Katie Hobbs, who's running for governor, who is over the elections process, and then two of the people who are appointed, you know, in the judiciary, they actually are the president and the COO of the company that she's using. So there's no conflict of interest there. You know, that's nothing to see here. Um, then you also have Thomas Galvin, Maricopa County Supervisor. Clint Hickman, he's also a county supervisor in Maricopa, obviously. Madison Hughes, who is a JA to Judge Marvin Davis, Maricopa. Richard Knopfler, Judge, Michael D. Barth, Judge, Brian Kaiser, Judge, all in Maricopa County. You have Brian Bullock, who is police detective in the town of Gilbert. David Ferrer, who is also a detective in Gilbert. You have Barb Kiffmeyer, who is court-appointed advisor in Maricopa County and also works in Phoenix. Greg Davis, who is an attorney out of Scottsdale, Brian M. Bloom, attorney in Phoenix, Erica Gadbury, attorney in Phoenix, 
Les Toti, Toti, and he is the attorney in the city of Phoenix um, with the police department. And then you have Keith Berkshire, an attorney also in Phoenix. So they have found the documents and have all these people um, pretty much signing their um, death warrant, if you will, if they get prosecuted. I mean, who knows if they can because the judiciary is so corrupt in so many areas. But just those people right there are people who they have found to have these fraudulent deeds that they obtained through bribes from the cartel. Any questions yet? That is just, the swamp is so deep. The swamp is so deep. But, you know, I got a theory on that, too, because, you know, everyone knows that I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I still think there's been a plan this whole time. And from the very beginning, Trump said, we caught him. We got it. We have it all. We have it all. We caught him. And when he said we have it all, I think he really literally meant we have it all. And I guarantee you, I bet they had all. It's like they're coming out with all this stuff at the same time, you know? And I bet you anything yeah, they keep- that, that they had this information and they just, bam, come out, you know? Here's I bet the, the whole time they've why- been knowing this. I love it. You have you have so many people that are trying to say, oh, no, this is not true. This is conspiracy theory. Do you know what? I'm so sick of people talking about conspiracy theories. Because why do conspiracy theories always seem to be true and come to fruition? Just like the lab leak. You know, for three years we've been saying that crap, COVID, was not naturally occurring. First off, that takes so many years, hundreds of years, and evolution and everything else, and then this crap just pops up. It was man-made in a lab. Anybody with any kind of common sense or a nickel's worth of sense can see that because they're not idiots, and now they come out with that. And out of all the people who come out and say it, it's the EPA, the energy sector. Like, how the hell does that make sense? What the hell does the energy department have to do with COVID and it being man-made and being unleashed? To the public, like it's so bizarre, you know, it's crazy. But there's so many people that are like, "Oh no, this, this has been debunked. This has been debunked." Blah blah blah. I tell those people to shut the hell up because they have no idea what they're talking about. And the reason this is not far fetched for me is because I have actually lived this and lived through a living through a corrupt judiciary where um, I was involved in a case and. Um, I discovered a lot of things, and people thought that I was crazy because I found um, certain judges in Las Vegas were, um, how do you say it, they were tied up in some kind of real estate scam. And when you go to these certain judges' caseload and you look, there's always on certain days that they do certain things, and they are always working with these summary default to where the other party um, doesn't show up and whatever, and so then the, the people who are taking them to court, they are granted whatever they want. But these people don't know what's going on because they've never been notified. It's all a big sham. And so I'll get into more of that later, but um, living through it and actually yeah, – Going back to what you were saying earlier, though, about that um, – about her closing – opening up the border and everything – in Arizona, mm-hmm. Katie Hobbs. Well, you yes. know, I had I was looking up that stuff and I noticed that I there's a New York's 
Post article in uh, December of 2021, and then another one from the Geller Report in uh, February of 2023. And but the one from uh, 2021 said that they had uh, seized uh, 1.7 million fentanyl pills in Arizona from that same cartel, the how you say Sinaloa cartel. And then the new article said that they had seized from, and this is February 2023, that they had seized over 30 million lethal doses of fentanyl in Arizona from this same cartel. So if he's convicted of, of, you know, of this, then, you know, also the people who have died, I almost said unloved, but the people who have died, and I'm not laughing at that, but I'm laughing because we have to say that on TikTok, but uh, the people who have died from that, I, I think that they they should be held responsible for that. She should be held responsible for their deaths. For crimes against humanity, just like a lot of exactly, you know, because what they are because doing they're is responsible. You know, they're directly responsible. Time. That's exactly right. They are responsible. They are. They're absolutely responsible. But it's so, you know, it's funny because people on TikTok will say to me. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? People have to understand that you cannot be lazy and you, can, you don't have the luxury of not being proactive. We just don't. We are past that point in time. Because even though we have elected officials who are supposed to be speaking for us, they do not. Washington is just too corrupted. It's too many bad apples to where even when you do get one person up there who really is doing the right thing and really wants to initiate change, guess what? They have the whole D.C. swamp, the deep state, the shadow government. You have all of these forces working against you. What can you do by yourself? You have to have people to back you, to support you. And that's why I say it all starts at the local level. I don't care. Schedule a protest. Like, my idea is to have everybody – you know, if there could be a day where everybody just stops, does nothing, shut this whole damn country down, don't go to work, don't go to any stores, don't do anything, like nationwide, nothing, bring it to a freaking halt and demand that these people, these dirty bad actors in government get out because we've had enough. The officials are not going to save us. You know, people think that someone's going to come in on on a freaking horse, knight in shining armor, and save us. No. You know, and then people talk all these conspiracy theories, and they're like, oh, this is going on. Shut up. Nothing is going to change unless we, the people, are the ones to change it. It's that simple, you know. The, the government is supposed to work for us. We don't work for the government. For the people, by the people, of the people. That's what the Constitution states. And what has continued to happen on our watch or lack of our watch is that these bureaucrats just keep taking more and more of our liberty and our freedom away because we have set back because we are, you know, spoiled by our freedom and by our liberty, and we've let it be taken from us. And we're headed to full-blown communism. I mean, I saw a disturbing video not too long ago, and it's this college student, she's in Utah, and she has her camera out filming some event going on at the, like, one of the facilities on campus, and this lady comes up to her and tells her not to film. And she's like, well, why can't I film? And she's talking to this lady, 
And the lady tells her that she is a United Nations and that the compound was property of the United Nations and it was international territory. What the hell? She said, excuse me? She said, what do you mean? She said, when you go outside, you're in the United States. In here, this is United Nations international territory. So what the hell is really going where on? Where was she at? But where was she at? Utah. She was in Utah. But where, where at in Utah, though? It, it didn't say. She's at, like, some she's, – she's at a college. You know it's a college campus. Um, but okay. there's really not much more detail than that. But she's videoing this, and she doesn't really give a lot of detail. I'm going to see if I can find something on it later. I didn't have time yet. But that's scary because there's so much that is happening right under our noses. Um, it's scary because it's like you're going to look up. The only thing I can go back to is The Handmaid's Tale, where everybody is seemingly living their life and everything's a-okay and fine, and they wake up and then they get marched out to, you know, all women leaving jobs to a whole new form of government. And, you know, people, the first time I saw The Handmaid's Tale when I used to watch TV I saw that first episode, and it literally physically made me sick to my stomach. And I said to my mom, I said, oh, my God. And she said, what? I said, they're trying to prepare us for this already with predictive programming, which is funny because I just got banned on YouTube for talking about predictive programming because they're they're Nazis, so boycott them. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, boycott YouTube. I'm taking all my content off of there. I'll just use Rumble from here on out because I'm sick of YouTube. And didn't They're I just tell you? Back. It's like I predicted. It's like I predicted that. I just warned you about that same thing, didn't I? That, that yeah, there's there, 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 and, you know, I've been on YouTube a long time. I've had – but my, my – that's ridiculous. I've literally seen it, was looking at looking at it when it disappeared, you know, like my subscribers. They're, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're horrible. Hey, listen, I was looking at the same thing while you were talking, and I, and I even saw where there was these uh, beheadings in Arizona from these cartels. Mm-mm-mm. Look at the case in California. They're, where yeah. they just killed a freaking nine-month-old baby. Who is so cold and callous that you are killing children? Children. I mean, babies, infants. But you know what? The West loves it because they're, they're demonic, they're vile demons. Anytime you try to pass legislation to where you can – and California actually passed the legislation. I did a TikTok on it um, where they passed a bill where they can pretty much do legal infanticide, infanticide, I'm sorry, because up until the, up until a baby is either 24 days or 28 days, if that child dies, um, the coroner does not have a right to investigate it, unless it's uh, like... I actually have a show on that, so if anybody wants to know more uh, in detail about these these bills, just go back and look in the archive of the show, and there's a, a one I did not very long ago about it. It's just horrible. It's just it's satanic. It's demonic. It's just sick. You know, if anybody – you talk about fighting for our country. We should every single one of us be there throwing these people out of the office from, on this one, you know? 
exactly right. And this is what I said to all the people who are like, this is debunked. This is, I said, you damn fool. Do you know what? This is not about left versus right, liberal, Democrat versus conservative, nationalist, whatever. This is about the people against a dirty, corrupt government and unelected officials who are taking us down a very slippery slope, trying to drive us off the edge of the cliff and take away our freedom and liberty so that there's this one world government and they can, we are the slaves and we are the worker bees. I mean, I do not know how people do not see it. There are freaking protests going on all over the world. Our media censors it. They, and you know what? Every, I don't give a damn, every single media outlet that has been propagandists who have withheld information on COVID, on COVID injuries, on COVID deaths, because of that damn kill shot, they should all be held for crimes against humanity because they're traitors and they need to be taken up for treason. Put them in the town square for all I care and give them a rope and kick the bucket from underneath of them. I don't care. They're traitors to this country. They're traitors to the people, and they need to be stopped. It is, it is like an all-out war. Preach it. Preach it, sister. Seriously, it is, it is it's horrible. Yeah, I agree with what, you. What I agree with you 100%. And, you know, and as Americans, we need to stand up together because united we stand, divided we fall. And we need to stop trying to fight each other all the time with these stupid-ass petty arguments. And guess what? Just look at it. You have a brain that the good Lord gave you. Use it. You got it for a reason. Stop being a sheep and just falling victim to what media spews to you. Everybody should know at this point that, Anything that they say isn't probably is so, and vice versa, <laughs> because that's the way it just seems to be occurring, you know. It's, it's wild. And just yeah, to give you an idea, you're right. I'm going to go over something else. I'm Before just going to read you for you real quick. That, if you don't mind, we're going to take it. If this is a good time for you, I was going to take a quick break because we haven't been doing our breaks, okay. and I'm getting in trouble. So I'm going to go real quickly right. to JT. Wild, who uh, is also uh, nice enough to let us use the mix for our intro for Wolfpack Radio. And I love JT Wild. He is so handsome, and I love him. And and he looks like my husband. And so I bought all this stuff that has JT Wild's picture on him, and my husband thinks that it's him. He doesn't know that it's JT Wild. <laughs> I'm going to go to hell. But, but he loves JT Wild's music. And JT Wild's been on our show, my show, and he's probably going to be on my show again. I know he will be. I just need to get him on here. And so he's so handsome. So I love this guy. And so, anyway, without further ado, JT Wild, y'all. Yes, I have a crush, okay? Don't hate on me. <laughs> This was irregular warfare at its finest. We have an army of digital soldiers.
We go all. And that's our wolf pal telling Nakia to go on the radio show. And I really enjoyed that uh, JT Wild couple songs that we played. And the second one was Where We Go One, We Go All, which I love that song. And the actual song is called, it's labeled WWG1WGA for Where We Go One, We Go All. That's actually our URL here at Blog Talk Radio. So it's blogtalkradio.com slash WWG1WGA, which stands for Where We Go When We Go Off. So, now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> I am going to unmute her. Let's see. Did you unmute me? Okay, I'm unmuted. Yep, there you go. So, hold on real quick. So, I, um, I just clicked on a lie real quick. So, again, if anybody wants to come listen to this podcast, it's on Blog Talk Radio. Um, we're just discussing what is going on in Arizona and uh, all the craziness there. So we started at 8 o'clock, but uh, we still have about an hour left. So if you guys are interested, what's it under? And it's under Kia Speaks Truth. Uh, live right now, we're on blogtalkradio.com, which the show is Wolfpack Radio. Pack is spelled P-A-Q. But uh, the URL, it's uh, blogtalkradio.com slash WWG1WGA is our URL. And you can watch it live. Uh, now, come on live, and uh, if we take, if you decide to take callers, the number is eight four five two four one nine nine five six. Okay, I'm going to put that number in real fast. Um, here, hold on. I think can I add that on live? Yeah. So tell me the number again. The number is for guest call in. It's eight four five two four one nine nine two four one. Yes. Nine nine five six. Five six. So that is if you yeah, guys nine, want nine. to call in. That is the number. Um, so I am going to hop off of here so we can continue on with this podcast. But I just wanted to let you guys know, um, given a lot of information. So hopefully you guys call in, you listen. Um, if not, I'll do a video later and wrap everything up for you. But that's where I'll be. So thank you guys. Thanks for coming into the live real quick and just getting this update. So I will talk to you guys soon. Okay, and let's see. To have okay. my people call your people or my secretary handle your secretary's people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, so, I have an announcement, yeah. too. Uh, by the way, before we get okay. started, I will be on uh, Global Watchman News Wednesday night with uh, Lori Alexander Swan and with Big John, and so I'm really excited to – oh, I just love to go on their show. It's one of my favorite shows. It is my favorite show besides ours, so, and Joseph's, of course. So anyways, if you get a chance, go over to YouTube uh, for a live on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Central, Global Watchman News, nice. and I'll be there. Okay, That's so – 
what we are going to go into now is <clears throat> I'm just going to go over the summary summary report that they have turned in to the court, well, not to the court, to the, to the hearing, you know, to the elected officials. So what we have, it says summary of report. It says, ever read the last page of a book just in case something happens between here and there? Only for a moment, let's skip ahead. In May 2022, a report was provided to the Honorable Doug Ducey, Governor of the State of Arizona. Governor Ducey requested a narrative with evidence concerning corruption among Arizona city and county elected and appointed officials. He received several notebooks containing more than 3,000 pages of documentary evidence. So... That, that's crazy, 3,000 pages. And here's the thing. When when Jacqueline started testifying in this hearing and giving this information, she said, you have to understand that this was not the scope of our investigation. This is not where we intended for this to go. This is just what has been uncovered. She said, so they have not even – scratched, you know what I mean, the, the surface. She said this is just the tip of the iceberg because their money was not intended for this. They are actually representing clients who have been harmed financially by this racketeering and this money laundering. And so their clients that they have are the ones who are, um, you know, having this investigation done to try to get their money back and be returned to whole from where they were, you know, disadvantaged because of these these racketeering um, rings going on. So let me just get that in everybody's head. So it's not like they were trying to go after and prove election fraud or they were trying to just go after and target certain uh, branches of the judiciary. That was never the case. The case is that they were working for clients that hired them and their firm for investigations, and this is just something that they stumbled upon. So they have, um, I guess, no dog in this fight. They don't have a personal bias to do this. They're just giving these, you know, the facts that they find. So this report includes beginning in Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa in the early 1980s, cash earned or otherwise collected in the sale of illegal notices from human trafficking activities conducted by the Sinaloa, Sinaloa cartel have been laundered through the purchase of single-family residences. It says laundering of the cartel monies in Arizona through purchase sales of single-family residents began in or about 1994 and focused on new construction in Santan Valley, Lynchfield Park, Goodyear, and Avondale. Cartel monies mostly came from illicit narcotic sales, which narcotics include crystal methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin, and fentanyl. In addition to purchase sales of single-family residents, cash is laundered through inflated and falsified construction invoices, falsified charitable donations, tuition paid on fake students allegedly attending 
private trade tools and falsified bankruptcies. Wells Fargo bankers, in quotes, Arizona and in multiple additional states have engaged in opening checking and direct deposit accounts for individuals, in quotes again, that they knew were phantom. Fed employees' actions violate federal banking regulations, especially those concerning AML, anti-money laundering, and KYA, which is know your customer requirements. Home builders have been integral participants in the laundering activities in Arizona. Resources including government agencies in Mesa, Arizona, controlled by the Church of Jesus Christ and of Latter-day Saints, have also been um, integral to the, to the laundering activities. Currently, cartel money laundering activities exist in most states, but are most prevalent in the Did you say the Mormon? Did you say the Mormon? Yes. Oh, yeah, you didn't see this? Oh, yeah, they're in a huge no, that's my right church. now. I mean, I'm, I'm not an active Mormon because, you know, I suck, but what, you know what? Say that again about them? Yeah, so the Mormon churches, um, yeah, they're involved in a big, big, sca- big scandal right now um, concerning the cartels and illegal money laundering. And, uh, you know, in Arizona, the judiciary is pretty much run by the Mormon church, just like in Las Vegas. Yeah. Most of the judges are all Mormon, and um, they, they have big tie. They have big affiliations with them. So <laughs> all I can say is two things: uh, Harry Reid and Mitt Romney, and need I say more? You know, both of them. Exactly Mormons. right. And then so they there say you go. Airport in Vegas after that criminal. Seriously, it's it's pretty wild. So, hold on real fast. Let me see. So, it talks about how this is, you know, because the cartel is operating in all states. However, the states that are most, um, where it's most prevalent are, let's see, Arizona, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Colorado, Nevada, Tennessee, Texas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, North Carolina, and Florida. Those are the states where it's most prevalent. Since 2010, Fed money laundering in the 20 states has exceeded more than $25 billion and has exceeded $7.5 billion in Arizona. In Arizona, laundered cash is used in part to bribe elected and appointed public officials and support staff. Since at least 1984, Donna Ray Chavez, age 58, a resident of Meza, Arizona, has been a participant in multiple racketeering schemes, including the laundering of cash used in narcotic trafficking set forth above. Her participation includes using assumed names to make the property purchase in multiple states, creating traditional recorded instruments, warranty deeds, or trustees, and providing falsified notarization of the recorded instruments under assumed names. Since at least 1995, Donna's daughter, Brittany Ray Chavez, now she's the one who's married to Harris, the attorney who found this information, just so people know. Um, Brittany Nicole Chavez, age 35, a resident of Mesa, has been a participant in multiple racketeering schemes, including the laundering of cash used in narcotics trafficking as set forth above. 
Her, her participation also includes using assumed names to make, make the property providing fake notarization. To date, more than 10,000 falsified documents have been recorded with the Maricopa County Recorder. It is estimated more than 35,000 warranty deeds and trust deeds evidencing fraudulent transactions exist in the database. It's estimated that the falsified notarizations exceed 15,000. In multiple instances, including with respect to rules governing notary republics, bribed legislators have rigged the rules specifically to prevent detection of government-based fraud. Donna and Brittany's participation in racketeering activities also includes evasion, payroll theft, bankruptcy fraud, insurance fraud, and extortion. Now, it says the city of Mesa is a racketeering organization as the term is defined in 18 U.S.C. 1961, which actively engages in the above listed activities. The city's government is operated by and controlled by members of the Church of Jesus and Latter-day Saints. Under their control, civil rights are systematically and systemically violated to preserve racketeering activities. Fines and outrageous cash only bail are used to collect monies, which are then skimmed and redirected into the racketeering enterprise. The City of Mesa Police Department operates within a private police force that is used to support and protect racketeering enterprises. Officers participating in this force are compensated with monies paid through the phony mortgage scheme and other related schemes. Systemically violate Fourth Amendment rights by breaking and entering into or onto private properties, wiretapping, computer hacking, cell phone hacking, and by using related surveillance techniques without a warrant. Officers also plant evidence and hide exculpatory evidence. Multiple state agency databases have been infiltrated or hacked, thus allowing falsified documents to be uploaded into them or allowing legitimate documents to be removed. First-hand experience with that. The database for the University of Arizona, Arizona State, and Northern Arizona University have been infiltrated or hacked to permit individuals to be given degrees who never attended or graduated from these schools. And it allows for phantom individuals to be awarded degrees, thus lending legitimacy to their existence. Infiltrated or hacked to permit individuals with fake degrees or permit phantom individuals to have state-issued licenses. Said licenses include a county, real estate broker and agent, mental health care, PhD and MFT, and law, including state bar membership. And it's so crazy because this lady that turned out to be a complete freaking nut job that um, I was involved with because before I found out that she was a nut job, um, she was autistic and had Asperger's. However, she was like a genius, but she was just, she was dirty. Um, but anyway, she would go on to the state bar and she'd say, Nikia, look at this. Look, look at this license, paid actor they don't have a real law license. And I'm like, how can you even tell? And so there were like these little details, intricate details that you can look and see that they have been added in and they're not like a legitimate part of the record. But unless you know what you're looking for, you're not going to spot these things. So, you know, I always thought she was crazy. 
And then um, when I started noticing things, it, it, it's just crazy how deep it goes. It's hard to kind of wrap your mind around, but it's like the twilight zone. But anyway, um, infiltration leading to fake licenses credentials exists in several other states, including California, New Mexico, and Colorado. The Maricopa County database for the recorder's office and for the Superior Court, when designed in 2014, were set up from outside infiltration so that the falsified documents could be loaded into the database and legitimate documents removed. Since 2015, hundreds of falsified court documents have been loaded into the database. These documents include falsified, here we get to the default judgment, criminal restitution orders, and child support orders used in swatting activities against individuals posting a threat to the racketeering activity. And for people who don't know what swatting is, that is like literally when the SWAT team um, will go in or they will use a branch of their selves to go in and intimidate people, to target them, to try to just pretty much make their lives a living hell for telling this information. People will also have um, calls made to the police on them, and SWAT will show up at their house um, in the hopes that these people will think someone's breaking in and pull a gun or something or try to harm SWAT because they don't know what's going on and get shot. So there's a lot of that going on, too, just for those who do not know. Um, let's see. Since 2004, the elections with Pima County and Maricopa County have been manipulated through infiltration of the county database resulting from bribes paid to executives at election service providers, including, but not limited to, Runbeck Election Services. So you guys remember their names with the Runbecks because two of those, the president and then the COO, are appointed officials in the judiciary in Arizona. So they're included in this too. Um, in addition to impacting local elections, bribes and infiltration were used to affect the outcome of races during the November 4th, 2020 election, including the outcome, the 20, I think it's the 2022 election. It says race for Maricopa County recorder and the outcome of the November 8th, 2022 election, um, race for governor, secretary of state, and attorney general. So public officials who have received bribes include, now listen to this, this is what's crazy, multiple state office holders, state house, state senate, local office holders, county supervisors, judges of the Maricopa County Superior Court, judges of several city courts, including two presiding judges, judges assistants, prosecutors within certain cities within Maricopa County, prosecutors for Maricopa County, peripheral legal specialists, including attorneys, approved mental health care providers, court-appointed advisors, and related specialties. Says um, in the Superior Courts for Maricopa County, Pima County, for oh, I'm sorry, Pinal County and Pima County, at least 25% of active judges have accepted bribes in exchange for protecting the racketeering activities. Um, Bribe payments generally begin before the individual is appointed to the bench. Bribes are usually paid prior to the judge taking office and begin as an incentive for attorneys to leave private practice. 
So they are getting these judges before they are ever elected onto the bench. But what they will do is they'll pour money into their campaigns, get these people elected, and they start off dirty. So they're never going to do the right thing on the bench because they're already dirty. And what they do is they can target they can target the lawyers easier and set them up for blackmail. Then they blackmail these degenerates so they can control them, and then they pay for them to leave and to go and pay for them to get into office and pay for them to get uh, installed versus winning an election. That's right. So they're targeting the judges before they ever become judges, and then they are incentivizing attorneys to leave. Crazy because (laughs) they are bought and paid for. Like people don't um, really get that, but they are. They're bought and paid for. Um, I have a family member who is involved with a political person, and I had told her so much stuff that was going on. But, you know, people don't want to think that the judiciary is corrupted, and it in fact is. And she said, Kia, you were right. She said, I literally was with union members today and council members, she said, and they were speaking about a judge because at this time we had – um, election, you know, going on, and they said, tell them, tell this person that if they do not drop out now, they will never be elected to anything as far as, you know, sitting judge or um, pretty much any kind of position or any kind of political position because they will destroy their reputation and make their life a living hell. So it's crazy, you know, it's wild. We just had a judge that was, I don't care what anybody says, everybody thinks the same, um, who was murdered in Nevada last month. Her name was Melanie Tobiason. She was a family court judge and hearing master, and she had three small children. Her daughter was a teenager, but her daughter was working at a boutique in Las Vegas. Well, what came to fruition is that, this boutique was just a guise. It was operating as a boutique, but what it was really doing is trafficking children and um, operating as a sex club for people to engage with minors and underage kids and to also traffic. And they targeted her daughter. And it's such a sad story because her daughter's best friend was targeted, and she was then murdered, her and her boyfriend, and um, when Tobiasen had started working with the FBI, who was also dirty and infiltrated in Las Vegas, um, she was kicked off the bench, made to leave the bench. And uh, she said she spoke publicly, said she had threats on her life, that they were wiretapping her, and um, just a big scandal. Well, fast forward to last month, and, uh, yeah, she's dead. They said that she shot and killed herself, just like another judge. Two weeks before her. So, yeah, so crazy stuff that goes on. Um, So let me continue with this. Uh-oh, hold on, guys. I lost my spot. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so we have Maricopa County, da-da-da, judges, accepted rides, exchange. Okay, so here we are. Administrative agencies intended to monitor and discipline members of the bar have been corrupted with the placement of executive members who have accepted bribes. Agencies include, but are not limited, to Arizona State Bar and Arizona Commission on Judicial Conduct, and they are the worst. 
any kind of commission on judicial conduct. They are jokes. But anyway, the Maricopa County Recorder's Office has at least five appointments made by Adrian Fontes, the county recorder from 2017 to 2021, who are phantoms, non-existent individuals. Said phantom individuals hold positions related to election services. Further, the office has at least 15 individuals whose appointments were falsified and thereafter kept hidden from the public during the 2020 election cycle. The appointment documents for all of the above individuals have forged signatures and falsified clerical signatures, um, tracings from a signature stamp and date. Said falsified notarizations were made by Brittany Ray Chavez. Said falsified clerical signatures and date notarizations were made by, oh wait, by date in addition to election fraud, manipulation of the city-county databases, and that includes fault judgment, falsified criminal restitution orders, falsified child support orders. Many of the court documents, including orders, are prepared by Brittany Ray Chavez or Donna Ray Chavez and contain forged signatures of judges. Templates for the court documents have been provided by certain judges who have accepted bribes. The documents are then uploaded into a database through judges whose names appear on the documents and their judicial assistants, all of whom have accepted bribes to allow this activity. With respect to Mesa County City Prosecutor, his office routinely files charges and convicts innocent individuals who knowingly or unwittingly pose a threat to the church and the racketeering enterprises. With respect to Judges John P. Tatt and Alicia Lawler, they preside over these invented cases filed by the city prosecutor, Paul Hawkins, falsely convicting and sentencing the defendants. And the Maricopa County Superior Court Family Division, child custody evaluations, commonly known as court-appointed advisors, oh boy, routinely accept bribes in exchange for favorable reports. Bribes are often facilitated by the attorneys representing one party. Created and operated by Gilbert Police, Lieutenant Joe Kasich, since 2014, the town of Gilbert has been issuing speeding tickets fraudulently to motorists based on speeds allegedly measured by LIDAR. However, officers never turn on the LIDAR device, a device on which they have no qualifications to use. Arizona statute setting forth the procedure for challenging a speeding ticket prevents the motorist from obtaining relevant documents related to discovery prior to trial. <laughs> just like they are just screwing people every which way they can. It is crazy. It's just so, like I'm just sitting here going, this is crazy. So, yes, at the time of at the time of trial, officers present falsified qualifications to use the LIDAR device and falsified collaboration reports. Motorist defendants seeking to challenge a town, seeking to challenge a town of Gilbert Court conviction must pay more than $2,000 in court costs and transcript costs, thus rendering appeals nearly impossible. Supervising judges of city courts routinely and unlawfully edit appellate briefs 
Oh, my God, I did not see that until just now. Wow, that, that's crazy. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, unlawfully edit appellate briefs filed by defendants prior to forwarding said briefs to the superior court. City court judges for Mesa and Gilbert are routinely employed through their respective city council based on the revenue judges bring into the city coffers through fines. A failure to produce adequate revenue results in termination. As a result, cities purposefully provide no oversight of any kind to ensure the quality of their jurists. The appellate process from city court to Maricopa County Superior Court is so biased in the favor of the city that from 2015 to 2018, not a single case brought by a defendant was reversed. However, the one case where a city appeal was reversed, officers of a federal agency located in Arizona have been infiltrated with individuals accepting bribes who then support the racketeering activity. Agencies infiltrated include the Internal Revenue Service, whose agents routinely harass individuals believed to be threats to the racketeering operations. California court database contains phony default judgments with the judgment documents having a forged signature of judges. But unlike Arizona, the judges whose names appear on such documents are not participants and do not know that the names and signatures have been usurped. The roles of the State Bar of California and the State Bar of Arizona contain phantom attorneys, lawyers who do not exist except within the bar's database. These extra these extras attorneys are used to perpetuate the fake judgments and related court documents. Wow. So there's so much to unpack there. Like, like my mind is like blown right now because I hadn't read that part of this investigation and those documents, but my God, the, the judiciary is so corrupted. So I had a case that had gone up to the Supreme court and literally, these motherfuckers took my documents and changed them to documents that were not relevant to my case, to people that I had no idea who they were. They put them in my case, sent it up to the Supreme Court completely out of order. Um, it was just a complete shit show. It was a mess. And it's it, 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 it's so crazy. It's like hard for me to wrap my mind around. I'm like, wow. So I know I'm not crazy, and I know what they were doing um, because I went after the clerks um, because they, the judicial assistants, they do a lot of corruption. In Nevada, we actually have this um, this group that was created. It's called Nevada Court Watchers, garbage dump people, trash, okay, all trash. Um, but they are paid um, – Paid actors. What they do is they just want to go after people. They try to target them, and um, they they try to put a bunch of false information out about people. They're paid hecklers, is what they are, for lack of a better term. And all the people in this group are they're judges, they are attorneys, they're law, they're um, guardian at litem, they're therapists just a lot of dirty, corrupt people, and you should see the things that they say about litigants that are in the court system. Um, It's crazy. But every single state in the United States needs to be investigated, and they need to have independent investigations, not from elected officials. 
from no one in the judiciary. They need to be outside sourced, and it should be used on taxpayer dollars. They they can freaking give money to Ukraine and everything else. I think that they should use the taxpayers' money in a way that will benefit us and have independent investigations into all of these and into our judiciary and into our into our elected officials because the corruption is rampant. You know, it is it, it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> you know, it's just just all the way around. You know, it's it's crazy with my case in Nevada. Um, the judge that vile, I won't even say anything like that because it's, I had, make it this way, I had um, federal officials <laughs> come to my house, three of them, and uh, tell me that I was not allowed to say certain things. I pretty much told them to kiss my ass and how dare you come to my house. And, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a mess. But, yeah, three federal officials showed up, and uh, then, they, then they didn't want to give me their cards or any of their information. They left, and they tried to be nice. Go to hell. But uh, it, it's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting journey for sure. But what these people are doing is, uh, like I said, it's hard to even wrap your head around because the judiciary is supposed to be um, for the people and to do, they're supposed to do the right thing and they are not supposed to harm you, but they are supposed to help you. And that has completely been reversed. Um, they don't care what they do. And when so many people are involved, there is no one where you can seek relief because when every branch is corrupted, how can you get resolved? You cannot because everything is so infiltrated. And, you know, people might think that it starts off as something simple, but what happens is that it just, starts to snowball and it gets out of control. And then you have these um, judiciaries that are not operating under the law. They're not following constitutional law. Um, They're operating as kangaroo courts, doing whatever the hell they want to do with no regard for the people because they have to keep their dirty little secrets to themselves or risk end up being killed. Because if you try to speak out against the cartel, guess what? Your ass is going to be buried somewhere (laughs) because they cannot have their um, enterprises and their operations disrupted. So it's really a sad state of affairs, you know, in my opinion. It's it's, it's really horrible. Pretty horrible. What do you think? Yeah, because a lot of these people that are infiltrated, like there's so many, but, you know, you know that almost all of them will probably – I'm not. I'm not defending them by any means, but you know they were coerced into it by blackmail more than likely, or you know, uh, some kind of a form mm-hmm. of leverage, you know. And so, uh, and even and, you know, I'm sure that a lot of a lot of it had to do with greed, but I'm sure a lot of them were leveraged into those positions, and you know, probably probably goes against a lot of their maybe you know their core values or some values uh, somewhat. You would think, you would hope, but. I don't know. I mean, I would never defend these treasonous bastards, but, you know, when someone's threatening your kids' lives or something, you know, how do you they, know they, how you're really going to act? They destroy lives. I mean, look, I, I was brought into the court in 2018 and had my son stolen. First day I went to court, a man who had never been involved with my son at all, who was not on the birth certificate, who does not have any DNA findings that he is even the father – um, I go into court because just intuitively, 
I, I just had a voice in my head saying, you need to call the court. You need to call the court. And I thought it was the most bizarre thing. I kept putting it off, putting it off. And uh, one day I'm at work, and I just, you know, I'm like, I cannot get rid of this feeling. So I call down to the court, and lo and behold, they tell me I have a court case, a custody case. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Excuse me? And they're like, yeah, you are about to be um, get a summary judgment. And at this point, I'm like, what the hell is a summary judgment? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I've never been involved in the court system anyway, and, and so I have no clue as to what's going on. By the grace of God, the place I was working was literally four minutes from the family court. So I grab my nursing bag. I go to my boss, and I'm like, I have to go right now. I need to go to this court and see what's going on. So I get there, and they give me all these documents. They said, you never received any of these? And I said, no. Well, I didn't understand it at the time, but the clerk who was behind the desk kept saying to me, how is this a custody case? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, how are you in a custody case when you, there's no child listed? And I did not know what the hell she was talking about. Well, you know, after learning learning parts of the law, like the back of my hands and understanding it, um, I knew what they were saying. He had no claim to my son. This man was a complete stranger. We were not married. We weren't together six months before um, conception or six months after the birth of my son. Um, he, he wasn't in any kind of custody, nothing. This man was a fucking stranger who came in off the street, who the court stole my son from, court-assisted kidnapping, and handed him over. And it, it's, so three years I have not seen my son, have not talked to him, have no idea where he is um, because of what this dirty, corrupt court system had done. The judge took all of my documents. Um, because after that I had to request continuances and all kinds of stuff because I didn't know what was going on. And um, every single one of my documents, she struck. She struck from the record. Not only did she strike them, she had them completely removed from the database, which it doesn't matter because I have copies of everything. Now, mind you, um, she had given him permission to go to California. I don't know if that's where he is because I can't find him. But they have interstate child support, interstate, um, you know, custody agencies. They have no record of any case with me because they're fraudulent fucking documents. That's why. It's not a real order. So that's why I say, and there's so much more, and I deal with, I'm involved with so many different families and groups in Las Vegas that have had these things happen to them. Um, they have something going on where they are, she actually had me married to this man twice. What? what? Excuse me? Um, so they are, they are fraudulizing. They're creating these fraudulent documents. They're putting them to the record, but they're only in the Nevada database. They're no place else. It, it, it's just it's so corrupt. And when you try to fight the system, it, it, it takes a lot, but you have a whole system working against you. Even when I went to basically – probably almost every attorney in Las Vegas, which they're corrupted, bought, and paid for. Um, the ones that I did find that weren't so compromised, they said, Nikki, we can't help you. This is career suicide. So when you have the biggest attorney firms and law agencies saying that it is career suicide, when, you have to, when an attorney has to be afraid of repercussions because what a sitting judge who has immunity on the bench will do to their career, it's so that's where a lot of my energy and efforts go into. I got into politics to kind of take my mind off of things and to 
get into, um, you, you know what I mean, to not lose my mind. Um, but when I heard of this Arizona case the other day, I was in the shower, and I had complete mental breakdown. I just dropped and started crying because I was listening to this woman's testimony, and I said, oh, my God, I cannot believe it. Everything that I've said for these three years, everything that I've told people, um, coming down to finding and having all the copies of so many fraudulent cases with the trust and the deeds, including that man, that piece of shit that has my son, who, who has changed his name legally three different times, goes by Kilo McHale, has bounced around from all these properties. Um, the house that purchased when he had come to Nevada had been sold every single year, and it has the same trustees and, and, and um, companies on it as some of these, you know, deeds and trusts in Arizona. It, it's just, it, it's crazy. So that's why I say when people are like, oh, no, this can't be happening. Oh, no, it happens. You don't want to think that it's real. You don't want to believe that it's true, but it is. And I am living it currently. I have experienced it firsthand on top of thousands of others um, who have gone through the same thing. I mean, it's it's sick. I've talked to so many families and people. Um, they even, people who have to go to the drug courts and stuff, they have told me that they have um, – blocked them from like turning in their results or the the places where they go to get these tests done they'll say that they lost the results and you know in the course if you fail to take one of those tests or if results are not um, given or turned over to the judge they consider an automatic fail so there are hundreds of different people I have talked to who have told me you know, I turn these things in, then they said that they lost it because they're selling these kids to the highest bidder. And this just isn't, you know, just people who were on drugs but or whatever with their kids. Like one of my, she is a doctor and her husband is a surgeon and she's gone through divorce. And um, my God, what they do to these people, they try to bleed you dry. I mean, it's, it happened with my um, daughter-in-law when she was in a custody battle with her ex. And um, I said, oh, my God. I said, no, 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 no. I, I said, your attorney and his attorney, they're working in conjunction together. They're trying to get every dime from you that they can. That's why they're telling you and him not to talk to each other, and they're keeping them pitted towards each other. And I told her, I said, you better go and request just to do um, – um, there, there are these. You can go and you talk to a counselor and you try to work out an agreement, like a settlement agreement, on your own. And so they had done that because they had spent so much money on their attorneys, and the attorneys on both sides were pissed. Um, it's just wild. Like even in my case, everything is a lie, and it's so crazy because they, they don't care, even though it's a blatant lie. And I have all the documents to prove that these things are lies, they don't care because they're untouchable. So they are allowed to do whatever they want. They operate how they want. They don't follow the law. Um, the Judicial Commission does nothing because they're bought and paid for garbage. And it's just, it's horrible. And there's so many organizations and groups out there working to fight against this. But when you have the whole system against you and all these dirty paid actors operating in all these sectors, it's horrible, you know, it's terrible. So 
we are working on, um, we've been trying, we've always, our groups have always discussed racketeering and money laundering. So when this case dropped or, you know, when this hearing dropped, I could not believe it. I was just like, oh, my God, it's the answer to my prayers. So that's a little bit about what my personal experience is with that. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really mind-boggling, you know, it's for for years. Like, not no one really knows about my case or anything, even though all the videos are on YouTube and um, there's articles about it and there's shows about it. But I, I felt like I really could not even say anything about it because I'm like, if someone was telling me them, my thought would be, what did they do? No, you had to do something. This this kind of stuff doesn't happen in the court system. Like, it's so bizarre and so like the twilight zone. It's hard to wrap your mind around. And if I was not living it, I would think that somebody was crazy. I mean, that's just, you know, how we well, are. We don't think you're crazy here at Wolfpack Radio, and we're certainly, we're so glad that you're, uh, actually sharing your story with the world because people, even though it's very painful and we, we, you know, I appreciate your courage. I say we, I'm always talking about Joseph, even though he's not on my show, he's like, he's like an invisible person here. Okay. <laughs> when I say we, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> Joseph. We we've, been, we've been on the radio. We, well, we've been on the radio for so many years together, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it was just uh, a really brave thing for you to share. And, uh, and something that needs to be, you know, brought to people's awareness about what's really going on, and it's just a terrifying ordeal where every single day hundreds and hundreds of these kids are being legally kidnapped, and God only knows, you know, what's happening with these children, and I'm so sorry that you and your family and your child are going through this, and we do believe you, and uh, I just, the only thing that Wolfpack Radio can do to, to help bring attention to this cause, you know, it's just something... Right now, you know, there was like what thirty something kids missing like last month in Las Vegas alone. Yeah, yeah, court assisted kidnappings. I mean, when I worked at this um, one facility as a nurse, and I was taking care of this lady. Her name was Teresa. She was an account- she was an accountant, and um, helping to care for her brother who was um, mentally um, handicapped. And she had told me a story, and it just made me shudder. She said, well, my grandbabies would be 23 today. And I said, oh, I didn't know that you had grandchildren. She said, well, my daughter had twins. She said, but they were taken from the state when they were three. And she said, we don't know where they went, who they were given to, and how they were even taken. Her daughter had been in a domestic relationship. She left the man that was abusing her and her children, moved in with her mother. And uh, Teresa had to go to a doctor's appointment one day because she had heart problems. And um, she said, everything in me told me not to go to this appointment because I just had this feeling like something was going to happen. And she said, I'm at the doctor's appointment. And she said, my daughter calls me. They bring a phone into me. And they said, it's your daughter on the phone. And her daughter was hysterical because DPS from the state had came and taken her children. And they said it was due to the domestic abuse from the ex but she was not with the ex. She was living with her mother and had a restraining order on this man, but they took her children. They have no idea where these children went, um, how they don't know anything. And it's not just her. I, I mean, I have so many petitions online and um, videos, and I have a website and 
just all these things that I had started and the stories that I get just nonstop um, with people who have just been violated and whose families have been destroyed because of what these criminals are doing. That's why I have such a strong passion for this, and that's why I've always hated injustice, but seeing the way these criminal cartel and cabals is what they are, operate, they're court cabals. They're, you know, it's, it's disgusting. And all of those people, they will reap what they sow, all of them. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just I will not say anything on the air because people will be like, oh, my gosh, that's a threat. But let me tell you what, no one will miss them when they're gone. Like when the one judge who was, they said he committed suicide, but the man was so narcissistic, he did not commit suicide. His name was Judge Matthew Harder. He was a judge in Las Vegas Family Court, and that man was a tyrant. And he destroyed so many lives. And people, I mean, their worlds have been upended because of what that scumbag did. He's dead now. Um, you should have seen the comments. That you should have seen the comments that were left on a judicial page in Las Vegas. People were like, I hope he rots in hell. They were like, good, I hope he suffered. He gets what he deserves, this piece of shit. I mean, no one said anything good about him. And this man was Mormon. He had like six kids, six or seven children. And I can't imagine, you know, being this man's wife and looking at these comments, but that is what he did. He is on video saying that in his court, he is God. So the, these are the people that you are working with. They are above the law. Um, they destroy lives. And so when something happens to them or theirs, no one cares. And, you know, that is, that, that is legacy that these people will leave. Those are the memories that people are going to have of this trash and these people who operate like this. And unfortunately, like I said, the system is just filled with them. I mean, the clerks are corrupted. You have the Supreme Court justices who are bought and paid for. There was a documentary several years ago called The Guardians. And uh, what that documentary was about is where the family court in Las Vegas were stealing old people. They were going to their homes. They were sedating them putting them in nursing homes and stealing their property. And when families would go to try to figure out what happened to their loved ones, they would find a note on the door saying that they had become a ward of the state. And then these families were in court for years trying to, you know, um, fight, fight to get their family members back because they're like, you have no right to have my, my parents in this facility. And um, one of the big ones in this, documentary. Her name is Julie Bell. She, she went on to write a book and tell her story, but she had attempts on her life. Um, the filmmaker, Billy Mintz, had, you know, attempts on his life. It's it just, it's crazy. Even when the lady who was acting as a paid actor who was, you know, going and finding these old people, when they cleaned out her storage they found, I think, um, it was more than 10 containers of ashes from people where no one had claimed their bodies that she, you know, the people had died and they had collected all their property. And, and, and they had their urns in her storage facility. I, I mean, it's just, you can't make this stuff up. And, and the Supreme Court was involved in this. 
and they were called out in public meetings, and, you know, they sweep these things under the rug. The media is part of the cartel and the cabal to where they will not cover these stories. So it doesn't matter where you turn because everywhere you go to try to get help, you don't get it because they're all bought and paid for. And that's why I am so adamant that you cannot rely on elected officials to do anything. We as a people have to take a stand and say enough is enough. They have to be thrown out of office. They have to be thrown out of these positions. And we need to go back to the bare minimum because the government is supposed to work for us. We are not supposed to work for them. These people are not allowed to come in and dictate our lives and tell us how to live, tell us what to do, how we spend our money, what we do at our time. And until people get the ball and get a freaking backbone and start standing up for what is right, nothing will change. People want to go with the flow. Oh, a man, oh, it's okay for this person to be, say that they're a man or this person say that they're a woman. No, it's not. It's not. They're fucking lies, and people need to understand that. I'm sorry. I am not going to say something that I know to be inherently untrue to appease anybody. Kiss my black ass. It's not going to happen, ever, because I'm not going to lie to myself, and I'm not going to just to be, you know, say, oh, but what's the big deal? It is a big deal, because look at society. Look at the way society is being broken down, because people just want to say, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect you until it does. Now look in your school. They're trying to have drag queen shows for your children. Perversion and filth that they're trying to teach your kids, they are dumbing them down by taking out, you know, music and art and things that promote um, different neurons and things to fire in the brain to, you know, to get you different areas of intelligence and to get you to understand things. They're now taking honors classes out of schools in the name of equity to put everybody on a level playing field. So your kid has to be made dumber to be for, for, for the way something looks in the name of equity. It is garbage, but it will continue to happen until people make their voices heard and until they stand up, they get balls, and they do the right thing. And it is that simple. So when people constantly say, what can I do? What can I do? There's a lot we can do. First is you share the information. Two, you do not accept the lies. And three, you have to come together. I don't care what side you're on and what you believe in. I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're trans. I don't care. If you are on the right side of humanity and doing the right thing and knowing that stealing children and breaking these kids down and and trying to change words and language and definitions, if you are a good person with any kind of moral and values, you know what is right and you know what is wrong. And if you do not stand for that, then what is your purpose here? And you get, and if you don't, you get everything you deserve. And that's how I feel. I mean, honestly. Yeah, well, that's a lot. I mean, you. It's been a good show, boy. I I I just been sitting back and letting you go. <laughs> it's been so good. <laughs> been on fire, girl. On fire. <laughs> Can you go ahead and give everyone your uh, YouTube and your uh, TikTok information? Yes, on TikTok it is Nakia Warren. It's N A K I A W A R R E N one. And on YouTube it is at um. Twitter, it's Justice Kia 76 
on Instagram where I have my videos. It is enlightenment underscore is underscore beautiful. Enlightenment is beautiful. And um, Rumble, I think it is demanding justice. Thank you. Also, you can find me at Real Hurricane Ann 06 on TikTok and Real Hurricane Ann on TikTok and Real Hurricane Ann 05 and Real Hurricane Ann 07. <laughs> I just keep adding, <laughs> but go to Real Hurricane Ann 06 because that's the one I get paid for for my TikToks and my Amazon storefront is on there. So if you get a chance, go through Amazon, my Amazon store to order your Amazon so I can make a commission because I will take that cash. Thank you very much. And that's about the most advertisement oh, I've well, ever done right. in a, in about, what, seven years of of doing radio. But I won't be able to go over there and order for my Amazon store because that's a good deal, you know. So anyway, I am like, going to Did you get, I am real going quick, to did you get phone go, calls? I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, it's oh, in the studio to be honest I know, with you. We don't ever <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, well, I get. Uh, I don't sit still. It's hard for me to sit still. So, uh, anyways, um, I'm going to jump over here, go to one real quick song for a real short break, and then come right back on here. We still have 24 minutes left on the show, and then let you go ahead and finish wrapping up whatever you got to say. Uh, and also on the show, okay. Phone calls. Okay. All right. And we will be right back. If I can find a song, I'm looking for a song. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should have downloaded some better ones, probably. Mine are just all Trump, 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 Trump. Everything's Trump. Oh, well, I'll just play a Trump one because you know why? This is a Trump channel, right? Trump channel. So here you go. We'll be back in one minute and 42 seconds. So, no, I can't say that at all. I think it's a, it's a possibility. They're trying to, look, between you people, don't, ask, don't talk to me that way. You're just, a, you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk to, I'm the President of the United States. Don't ever talk to the President that way. Fine, I'm going to go with another question. Go ahead. So, if the electoral college does Elect President Elect Joe Biden, are you not going to leave this building? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. But sir, just just to be clear. I'm not leaving. And are you not going to leave this building? I'm not leaving. If the electoral college votes for Joe Biden, will you concede? I'm not fucking leaving! Fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a fucking SWAT team, cause I ain't going nowhere. Fuck that! It's the motherfucking Eagle Double G. Oh, 
okay. I put that together and I love it. And that's one of my favorite ones. I get bored and just sit around and make some crazy stuff. But that was really great. I'm not leaving. So, yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, the callers, if they want to call in, it's 845-241-9956. And a lot of times we don't get callers because I've never advertised the uh, call-in number. And also because most people don't realize and catch it on the live, and they go back and catch it after it's already uh, in the archive. Like tomorrow, we'll be airing on Apple and iHeart and all the other podcast apps. And so that's the actual archive. So it doesn't do a lot of good to advertise it, and then they go on to call thinking that they're going to call into the live one, but they actually get the archive. You see what I'm saying? So right, that's right. the only problem. We it gets a little confusing. So, yeah. So, and, and, then, and then half the time we get weirdos. So, <laughs> you know, you never know. So sometimes we get some good callers, and sometimes I really like it when Daniel's on the show. Uh, he's a good co host. So. Uh, but some of the callers that we get are good, but some of them have been, oh, my gosh. You'll find out. You'll find out. Okay. So, all right. Well, let me quit interrupting you, and go ahead. What would you say? I'm sorry. I missed that. I said you're doing great. I love you. We love you. So I'm going to quit interrupting you and just let you keep on going, girl. I know they hate so, it when you get a break, but I've got to take a break. So I have to do that. Right, right. So one thing I was going to tell um, um, callers or for listeners, things to look for when you are reading articles, because a lot of times people feel like they get shut down because um, people of certain political affiliations, they will try to, you know, if they're dumb, they try to throw memes at you as if that is satisfactory, but it's not. But they will also try to throw you these garbage articles and that they're like, look, see, this is what this says. And so I just wanted to quickly go over um, ways that you can tell real stories from fake stories and, um, you know, stories that are just from these garbage um, organizations that are just to spread propaganda and not truth. So whenever, like when I go through and I'm doing my research, um, there are things that I look for with what I read, and I can immediately determine if that's going to be a viable source or not. And um, some of those things are you want to look for your citations, uh, and you want to look for the sources that are being used by, you know, whatever information that you are reading. Uh, you want to always try to go for respected journalists that you trust, and those are people who, you know, are usually unbiased, and they give, you know, um, analysis from both sides. So it's not just a person who is one-sided because you don't ever want to really rely on information where someone is so against the other side of the aisle. Um, you want someone who is going to be fair and someone who is going to give the perspective of both sides. And um, you always want to look to see if the authors are listed because, you know, sometimes you'll look and you'll read through some of these articles, and then at the end, there, there's no name. <laughs> there's no – it's like, well, who the hell wrote the article? So that's a big red flag. Um, you should have links that are added in. Um, that's another big one. So if you are reading an article and there's, like, no links to other information or where you can find out more, that is usually a big red flag. Uh, you want to look at the dates where information is posted. Um, 
you know, to make sure it's up to date and that it's current and that they are updating these stories and whatnot. And, um, and make sure that opinions are not opinions, make sure whatever the journalist is saying or the writer is saying um, can be verified by facts. You know, make sure that there's a difference in, like, giving an opinion and then trying to make your opinion a fact. And uh, you don't want people who are trying to make their opinions facts. You want them to be able to back up what they are saying. Like everything I said in the show tonight, I can back up with documents because I have it all, black and white, on paper, filed to the record. So I'm not, I'm not going to speak on things that I do not know because it's foolish, you know. So that's why when these people try to come at, at me or they try to say certain things, shut the hell up because you don't know what you're talking about. Because what I say cannot be disputed. Why? Because I got proof. I have facts to, to back it up. So that's why I say when people are very narrow-minded, they're like, oh, and they just fall victim to the propaganda. It's just those types of people, I'm like, don't even waste, I'm not going to waste my breath on you because you're, you're gone already. You're a sheep. Um, you're a victim of the propaganda, and uh, you don't want to see the truth. Um, some red flags, like I said, are the lack of links. Also, the the citations and uh, verifiable info. Also, if there are a ton of um, sponsoring organizations listed or like the pages that are trying to sell things. So if you have like a little tiny article and then surrounding that article, you have a million things that are trying to be sold on that page, then that's usually um, an area that you want to stay away from because that's not going to be a valid source of information, you know. And um, there's something that is called CRAP, C-R-A-P. And um, what that is, the C is for currency, and that is going to be the timeliness of your information. R is for relevance, and how does that fit into your needs. Uh, A is for authority, and that is your source of information, and that's going to be the reliability and the correctness of the information that is being presented. And P is for the purpose and the reason why the information exists. So usually if you can follow that, then that will get you to um, being able to discern what is going to be good information as opposed to what's going to be bad information. And uh, that is so important in today's time and with the political climate and how everything is politicized. And, you know, there's no excuse for willful ignorance. People have to do their due diligence and, you know, they need to research. And a lot of times people will say to me, where are the links? Where's this? Where's that? Go find them yourself. How about that? (laughs) You know, stop relying on other people to do it for you. Go do it. If there's something that piques your interest or something that you think is not true, the best thing you can do for yourself and so that you know the truth is to go find it yourself and stop relying on other people. Um, I do my TikToks because I am an avid researcher. I like to find the truth. I don't want to be misinformed. And I know that sometimes it probably seems that I am very biased and I lean more one way than the other, but look, that's the way the facts present themselves. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, I feel like I'm always like, I'm hard on the liberals and the left, but when I'm finding, you know, 
articles and I'm looking through sources and I'm following all these things to help me determine, um, it's just, it, it's crazy. And, um, yeah, I think you're I mean, cutting out a little help. bit there. Uh, some of you are cutting out a little bit. But, yeah, the thing, the difference between uh, the right and the left is, yeah, we go after the left because 99.9% of the time they're screwing up, okay? But when we see a conservative mm-hmm. script, we chew them up and spit them fucking out. But the, the difference is, is the left doesn't. The left chews and spit, tries to choose and spit us out whether our people are innocent or guilty, and whether their people are okay. innocent or guilty, they just they're blind to it. So there's, it, they're just, just, it's just ignorant. Okay, it's ignorant. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I know you do go the hell off. Ignorant. Your TikToks are, your TikToks are so rude. And you just go the hell off, and that's why I enjoy them so much, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's why you're always in trouble. But I like it because you just have like a real Texas attitude, and I love it, you know. So I just I don't see nothing wrong with it, but apparently TikTok does, you know. But I know you hurt the little snowflakes' feelings. Right. I'm just like, you know what? Here's my thing. Everybody is so emotional. Get the hell out your feelings. How about that? Like emotional voters. I cannot stand emotional voters. You know what? You damn fool. So for the, you're going to vote on your emotions at the detriment of your family? Like, you're a fool. It's idiotic. I'm sorry. I don't care what your feelings are about anybody. Are you, do you want, you know, the betterment of your family? Do you want the betterment of communities? Do you, you know, people were so anti-Trump and they hated him so much. Oh, Trump this, Trump that. But when you ask them a legitimate question like, oh, he's a racist, he's a racist. Okay, well, what makes him racist? Well, he said, no, that's not true. That's not what was said. Did you, did you see that come from the horse's mouth? Did you see a video from beginning to end? Like, these damn fools literally really believe that he got on national television and said that people should drink bleach. Do you know how stupid you have to be to believe something like that? Like, I'm sorry. I call a spade a spade. You are retarded. If you think that any person with any kind of good sense would get on national TV in an elected position as president of the United States and tell people to drink bleach. So when people say those things to me, I'm like, you are not worth my time because you are stupid. You are a lost cause, period. Because it is so absurd and just so outside the realm of reality, it's crazy to me. It's like there's no hope for a person like that because they have been so disillusioned in their mind. They're basically just robots, like separate wives, just falling right in line the way that they should. It's it's crazy to me. But some of the things that people say, I'm like, do you are you hearing what you are actually saying? Like, think about it. Like, listen to what you are saying, or maybe I should say it to you. Like, it, it's so far outside the scope of reality and logic, it's like, I don't know, sometimes it's just hard for me to believe. And it's just like they have like this response where they will just immediately go into attack mode and they want to go psycho crazy. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? (laughs) what, What is really going on? Like, calm down, bro. Like, it is not that serious. But to them it is, but they are hateful, they are nasty, they are vile, and then they are the biggest hypocrites. I'm sorry. 
don't sit here and baby cry and boo-hoo and, and talk about, you know, what, what the right is doing because we're doing something that you did because they see no wrong when it pertains to them and their party and if it gives them an advantage. But when that level field is playing, play, you know, even, then they want to lose their damn minds. And the best thing that I'm sorry that the right can do is, that, you know, sometimes you got to step off the stool and get in the mud with pigs. And I know that, you know, people who are more conservative tend to be better than that. But guess what? Sometimes you got to do it just to prove a point and, and show the principle. Because guess what? When you start giving people a case of their own medicine, maybe then it will stop. You know, we always tend to take the high ground. And I'm a person where I believe in taking the high ground. But guess what? Sometimes then you got to get a little dirty. And that's the reality. Because that is where we are in today's, you know, age. And so it's just when... I don't know. It's when we have all these people that are supposed to be, um, you know, working for us. I feel like they're political shields. Like, what can you do? What are you doing? Like, a lot of times these politicians who are supposed to represent us, even they are out of touch because they get to Washington and they become so disillusioned, and it's a whole different life. And um, they they just lose their footing with the common person. On the ground, you know, it's, it's like, no, are you really representing this? Like Tom Cotton today said, you know, and I couldn't, I just thought to myself, no, you're wrong. You're wrong, buddy. You're not right. He said the most important thing that the American people want to know is where the origins of COVID. No, you know what? That is not the most important thing. If you were to go out on the street and you were to ask Americans, do you think that that's going to be the most important thing or the origins of COVID, yeah, it, we want to know where it came from. We already know where it came from. You know, maybe we don't because maybe it was our own government who did it. Who knows? But for the most part, anybody with any kind of common sense, we know that it was made in a lab. Hey, from and, you, know, you what? It came from Wuhan. It came from Wuhan. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's exactly I call it right. spade a spade. So that, Came from freaking China. That's right. And our deep state was involved and Fauci was involved. That's just a fact. So we did it. Exactly. We they did it. We were with them. Our people planes. was with them. They put people on planes. They shipped them all over the world, flew them everywhere, knowing that these people were contaminated, knowing that they were sick. Uh, that's an act of, you know, I'm sorry, bioterrorism. If you're going to take sick people, put them on flights to contaminate everybody. And what's so funny is that, you know, they had all these provisions for the airlines, but you know where people didn't get sick? The airline. But it, one more, oh, you know what, real quickly, this is what I want to say too. People, you better start standing up and um, doing the right things because every, this equity bullshit is going to start getting people killed. There was a pilot last week who, well, this has been last month, he was a pilot for Amazon. And uh, he crashed into the ocean and died and killed him, himself, and his co-pilot. Now, the guy was a very nice guy, and uh, everybody said really good things about him. However, he, when he went to um, training to work for Amazon, he failed. And he was the only person in that class who they had to redo the whole simulation for and the whole course over for. And he did not meet the requirement, but in the name of equity, they put this man in a commercial airliner, put him behind the cockpit, 
and, and you know, were allowing him to, to fly. And when it came down to it and things went wrong, he panicked, had no clue what to do, and something that should have been so easily corrected, he fumbled and, 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 and in result ended up killing himself and two other people. And, you know, that's scary because the FAA, they have um, dialed back. Their I, I, it's recall. crazy. That's crazy. No, no, equity, no they dialed equity, back. Equity, affirmative action, equity, that's all bullshit. It's just a bunch of bullshit. People need to be hired by who has the best qualifications for a job, That's exactly period. Right. I don't care. Look, I don't care period. if you are – if you look like a clown, if you're like purple. 100% a clown. Purple. purple. You nose, know, if you're the best person for the job. That's exactly right. I don't care if you are – if you identify as trans. If you excel and you beat everybody out in the class – more power to you because you're the person I want to fly me because I want to live. I don't want to perish, you know, in a plane accident. So to me, but, I you know they're taking feel... away competitiveness, and when they do that, we're losers. Losers, like Donald Trump would say, there's no competitiveness, and competitive keeps you on your edge right. and makes you better. You know, bullshit with this equality crap. You know, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's just equity. I had to say something. Everything wants to be equity, 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 equity. equality, it's for everything not equity. Because if everything is on an even playing field, then how does that help anybody? It doesn't. Equity does not help anybody. It hurts people. And in this case, it's going to kill people. And, you know, when people need to start just – people really need to start looking at coming up on class action lawsuits against your company, who, anybody who made you take that kill shot, um, anything like that, because people have to be held accountable, period. People have to be held accountable. What they are doing are crimes against humanity. I don't care what anybody says. They are traitors. It's crimes against humanity. Oh, but real quick, before I forget this, I have to put it on here because if not, I'm going to forget. So I'm I'm doing some investigative work into looking at Uganda because for those of you who do not know, this is just completely off topic, so I apologize, but Uganda found – and not just a little gold, a lot of gold. Apparently, they have found over 310 million, I think, million pounds of gold ore, and then like 320,000 pounds of pure gold. And it's estimated to be worth $12.8 trillion in Uganda. But you want to hear what's so crazy? So... 12, so think about that. That's a lot of yeah. $12.8 trillion for a very poor country because they have all this gold there. Do you know how much of that money that they will receive in royalties? How Take much? a guess. Um, Seven, a little, two million. Seven hundred, a little under $700 million because the <laughs> energy, the, the energy department the Energy Secretary and Department of Developmental Minerals, they are the ones who, I guess, funded the project, and they will take the payload on all of those sites where they found gold, and they will only get under a little under $700 million, which even to me, that math does not Poor seem people. right. <laughs> so 
front. So I'm just thinking this show, you really put out some good information tonight. And so for all of our listeners, I just want to go ahead and start the hashtag, and I hope it's not too soon, but we'll just go ahead and start it here on Wolfpack Radio. Hashtag Kia didn't kill herself. Let's just get it going. (laughs) Right. Is it too soon? Too soon? No, people, you know what? Everybody start talking about CPS and the cartel and things happen, you know. We have uh, one minute and 35 seconds left, so any last thing you want to say? Yeah, I would never do anything to harm myself ever in a million years. There's not that much depression, which I'm not a depressed person. I'm a happy person with lots of positive energy around me. And um, I'm all for justice. I'm all for truth. And um, people who don't want to know truth, well, shame on you. But um, I'm all for fair and equal justice and people, you know, having equal justice of law, period. And the truth has to come out one way or another. And, you know, when people are willing to speak out about these things, look, there's more of us than there are of them. And that's the reality. And people, we really have to come together. We have to unite. We have to stand as one. Because the more that this administration creates division, the worse it is for us. Overall, as right. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for coming on the show tonight. And I want to thank all of our listeners, too, and the people who've been following Nakia and building up her numbers. We really appreciate that. As you can hear, she's quite a fight on her hands and needs all the support that she can. So, again, go follow her, and let's just get her out. She's a rock star. And remember, you found her here first at Wolfpack Radio. And don't forget that on Wednesday night, I'll be on Global Watchman News on YouTube Live. So check it out there. And, uh, Nakia, thank you so much. You're just do a great job. We love you. I told you I was going to let you do whatever the hell you wanted to do on this show, and I, <laughs> I've kept my word, right? Yeah. So, yeah, all right, I we've got you. Uh, love, love you. <laughs> five seconds. Love you, girl. Hurricane love Ann you and too, the Kia, we're out. <laughs>